Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest, a podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a fantasy football league in which we obsess over assigning pretend points to real football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and each week we'll talk about the big roster moves, upsets, victories, and defeats from the past week in this league, and we will, of course, cover the side bets and any other tomfoolery the managers are up to and what we're looking forward to the rest of the season, coming the off season, all of it. Yeah, Uh, it is the recap, the epic recap of weeks 15 and 16. That's right. So I was away traveling, seeing family for the holidays and missed uh, rounds uh, two and three of the playoffs. So it's all done and we are going to talk about it. So uh, a lot happened. Uh, The semifinals happened. They were pretty, pretty darn good. Uh, I beat Brett. Uh, by just eight points, just sque- squeaking on by to advance to the finals. Uh, I, I mean, Damian Williams and Justin Jackson, my power subs, uh, paved the way for me to not suck nearly as bad as I could have, even with Aaron Jones and uh, and only a two from Zach Ertz. And uh, Beach had a lot of letdowns that week, and I, I made the semis. And and then uh, you know, it turns out I faced faced Drew. Uh, Drew beat Colin in the semis because, uh, I don't know, Drew ran in with Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry did a lot of Derrick Henry things and Colin had some underperformers. So he faced off Beach in the, in the third place game. And then John in the fifth, sixth, uh, dominated Derrick by a lot to secure fifth place. Uh, so he got fifth place and Derrick got sixth. Um, yeah. And then the finals in, in the finals, uh, I won, I won the final guys. I, I won. It's weird to talk about it because i don't like to gloat that much but uh i uh won by like 20 uh, a bunch i don't i don't know um so thank you to aaron Rodgers for all the four touchdowns including two that he ran in and zach Ertz for a big week the the thing is that drew had the points to beat me uh he could have made different decisions and he would have had the higher score even though they i think he made the right decisions based on the basic strategy of who was more likely to score points. It's just he he could have done it, and he didn't. And, uh, yeah, yeah, did it, I guess. Um, and then third place, uh, like I said, Colin uh, beat Brett for third. Um, he edged Brett out in nearly every position, but then Brett's side had some, like, super unfortunate, like Philip Lindsay and Dante Pettis and Eric Ebron injuries. So, yeah, that's rough. Brett had a really, really strong roster. Um, so congrats to Colin, uh, congrats to Drew on getting that far in second place. And I guess congrats to me. Uh, yeah, it was a lot and it happened and, and now we're here. Uh, yeah. Oh, talking about the beer bracket in the semis, Glenn beat Matt, um, despite Glenn's kicker being like the second highest score of any player in the match. Um, of course, kicker had like 22, um, one point less than Todd Gurley. Um, and then Scott beat uh, Tom in, in semifinal number two. So um, he was led by Mixon and Dalvin Cook and all the weapons that he's been really doing great on lately. And then uh, in the 11-12 game, uh, Craig beat up on Pete, uh, making Pete the unfortunate uh, double loser of regular season and uh, the postseason caboose. So Pete, going to get you a garment, and you're not going to like it. And I'm sorry, but that's part of the deal. And, uh, you know, you played strong, played with honor. And uh, and good job, Craig, for avoiding uh, last place in the tournament. Uh, otherwise, the beer bracket, the uh, 7-8 spot, uh, it was Scott versus Glenn. And Scott won. So Scott somehow is going to get a lot of beer up in Canada. 
um, because of Nick Foles and Glenn uh, might have had a shot, but had a couple zeros and you know played really strong as well. In the uh, nine ten spot, Matt beat Tom uh, for ninth. So you know Patrick Mahomes kept being Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so the season's over. Uh, I hope you all had a fun time. I had a really fun time in the playoffs. It was really cool. Uh, while I was back for the holidays, just checking in every once in a while over the weekend, maybe watching a couple of games and just uh, looking at the points. I mean, obviously, it's easy for me to say that I'm happy because things really broke my way. I would say I had a lucky win in the uh, in the first place game. Um, but uh, I think overall, everybody picked their game up a lot looking at this season. And, uh, you know, it was really strong, really, really competitive. So, um, yeah, awesome. Uh, typically here's where I'd talk about like transactions of last week. I'm just going to highlight a few that happened cause it's been a couple weeks. Uh, Drew picked up Derek Henry in week 14. I, I said in the last episode, that's either going to be awesome or terrible. And it was awesome. That's what basically, I mean, he beat Colin with Derek Henry and, uh, had a good game out of him in the, uh, in the title game. So good job. Scott had some really good pickups. I he he grabbed Nick Foles, who's just been on a tear for Philadelphia as a super backup, and he also picked up Elijah McGuire on the Jets, who had a great game. He totally helped his team. Um, I mean, dubious honors. Drew grabbed Robbie Anderson as sort of a boomer bust, but then he didn't play him in the title game when he boomed, uh, and so that was you know a good idea, but not executed. So Drew, uh, you know, between Robbie Anderson and Kyle Rudolph, he could have put up the points to take the title, but you know, didn't really happen. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on, on what recently happened this week. Um, just a really fun season. So thank you all for a fun season. Thanks to Aaron Rodgers, I'll probably wind up giving to his charity and Zach Ertz's charity uh, because of the great performances and just as a way to spread some gratitude. And of course, I'm making a little room in my life for a certain throw pillow trophy that I'm actually really, really excited for. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, uh, I guess make some videos, have fun with them. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to try to have some fun with a video uh, maybe later today. And yeah, take care. Lots of love. Uh, We're going to have a a special segment coming right up, probably with some bad editing. But uh, Matt is going to come on and and we're going to do some end of season awards. And and that's going to be what's next. But uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. uh, As part of our end of season wrap up, I'm joined by Commissioner Matt. We've got some end of the season awards to present to people who excelled or whatever the opposite of excelled is uh for various things on the season including uh their management of the team and various things in the league so uh matt thanks for joining always a pleasure chris and uh yeah let's uh let's get going on on these awards for our fine fellows all right let's do it so the first award is for the uh, the most egregious spending of your Free, ac- free agent acquisition budget. So this is on the waiver wire. Somebody who spent too much money, right? Yes. Um, and basically it comes down to there were only two really massively egregious spends that I could find through the research today. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was Colin who spent $15 on Naheem Hines. 
Oof. Um, with uh, who then didn't uh, who lasted a week on his roster, and there was no one else who bid on him. Yeah. And the other one was Pete, who spent twenty one dollars on Ito Smith. Quit trying to make Ito Smith happen, Pete. It's not a thing. Yeah, not anymore. It isn't anyway. Um, and so, Chris, the the winner of the most egregious spend was. It's Colin for the $15 for a player he didn't even really use. Colin, you get the award. Uncongratulations. All right. Um, Yep. And I guess uh, you had a note in your research that the most anybody spent was $31 uh, by John for Tevin Coleman about two weeks ago. But Tevin Coleman actually started playing really well after that. So even though he spent... Go ahead. Yeah, and got... uh, like 20 points or something like that. Yeah. I think meaning that that was part of the difference between uh, John finishing fifth and sixth. Yeah, absolutely. So while he spent a ton of money, it actually was worthwhile. So, John, uh, very good. And our next award is the Overachiever Award. And uh, that's a nice segue into our uh, Overachiever Award because the three nominees are John, they're John, (laughs) <laughs> and John. That's right. John, as has been well noted on this show, overachieved uh, his ranking based on points earned pretty much every single week. And uh, yeah, he still wound up uh, having about 10 points per game scored against him less than anybody else. Uh, that's why he placed fifth place pretty much. And John clinched a playoff place with two weeks to go i think yeah and um had 150 less points than anybody else who had clinched by that stage like the sixth spot was up for grabs by derek and tom and scott and um so not including those people john was the least like by far the least amount of scoring uh than the of the the early playoff clinches yeah it's not luck versus skill sometimes it's a combination of each so yeah john overachiever uh, conversely, I guess we have the underachiever award. Um, and there are three, three people here. Uh, the first is Tom who, despite having Christian McCaffrey, having one of the all time great fantasy seasons by a running back. Yeah. Uh, and a resurgent Amari Cooper s- struggled and finished, ended up finishing, I think second last after playoffs. Mm-hmm. Third last, maybe anyway, um, me, myself, because despite having one of the all-time great seasons by a quarterback, um, <laughs> fantasy seasons by a quarterback, I uh, I finished second last in the standings going into the uh, into the playoffs. And Scott, whose team ended up being a juggernaut, but finished third last, I think, going into the standings. Yeah, just had a really bad first half of the season. Kind of ruined his yeah. ruined the rest of it. He probably would have done very well uh, had he just taken the second half of the season. So, uh, who are we going to give the award to? Uh, unfortunately, I think that goes to me. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with that said, like, uh, I, I could play, plead all that. Like I scored this as many points as more points than the fifth place than John did. But yeah, I still ended up with a record of four and nine. So yeah. Yeah. And in some ways for, you know, you, Tom and Scott, you know, this is saying, Hey, you played pretty well despite the outcome. So maybe there's a silver lining there. Yeah. We like playing you, but you still suck. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, kind of even going all the way back to the beginning, we've got a couple awards for worst draft and best draft, right? Yep. Um, the worst draft candidates are Craig, John, and Pete. Mm-hmm. And if you wouldn't mind doing the doing the honors, oh, yeah. of based on a highly scientific uh, review, mostly us looking at those drafted rosters and going, eh. Uh, Pete, you had the worst draft. Uh, sorry, it's true. Um, which I think uh, when we interviewed him on the show, he readily admitted his draft strategy just didn't work out this time. So I was really glad that he said that he that he made that sort of admission on your show because it was <laughs> like. We were all questioning it at the time, and then there was that whole end, you know, where I offered to swap, you know, to swap tra- trade entire rosters. Then I looked at his roster, and I'm like, no, no, uh, there's no fixing that one. Yeah, it was it was a bold strategy. It was one of those so crazy it just might work strategies, and it really didn't. So yeah, that happens. Yeah. And then uh, let's but, t- let's talk about the good news: the uh, best draft award. It's very easy to to have a good draft when you draft first or overall. So Glenn's one of the nominees. Yep, with Tiger. The next early. one, uh, yep. The next one was Drew, who picked up one of the high sc- highest scoring running backs like, with like the eighth or ninth round selection. Mm-hmm. Who also happened to play for his hometown team. Yeah, that's a good. And one. Colin, because well, he's going to get nominated a bunch. <laughs> Hmm. All right. And again, with our highly scientific process, we decided that the winner of best draft in 2018 was Drew. Good job, Drew. Yep. Rode ride that all the way to the championship game where you just got stomped. Yep. Well, <laughs> as uh, I talked in the show um, or when I record about it, uh, there's more that goes into that because he definitely had points on the board where he could have uh, could have won that if he made some different decisions. So, Yeah. Uh, okay, so... This just gets better and better. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? All right. So, uh, best trade is our next category. So, Matt, what does best in this case mean? So, best is effectively uh, where you get the most value for the uh, pieces traded. So... Okay. Um, there are three nominees. Uh, the first is BJ for getting Sony Michelle and James Connor. From Chris for Kareem Hunt. Uh-huh. Um, Chris then also gets nominated for getting Aaron Rodgers for a bag of rocks for <laughs> Tyler Boyd. That, yeah, that fell through. And Aaron Rodgers won me the championship. So, yeah, I'd yep. say so. And then the third one is uh, BJ again, who, um, who got Erica Ebron, who was, I think, the highest score, second highest scoring tight end. Yeah. For a, an even smaller bag of rocks in Devin Funches. <laughs> that turned out to be an amazing trade. And uh, actually, that last one is why, BJ, you are winning uh, for best trade for uh, the Eric Ebron uh, Devin Funches trade. Well done. And mm. moving on, the flip side of the coin worst trade. So, who failed to get value for their trade? So by definition, uh, like the other parties of the best trade should be the worst trade, uh-huh. but we sort of expanded the uh, the category here so that um, we could start including other people. Yeah, um, and also because 
there was one one uh, extra trade which just needs mentioning again the Jerron Brown for um, Jerron Brown for John Brown trade. Yeah, that perpetrated with Derek. <laughs> um, Scott had the Funches and Ebron trade. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, Scott got Devin Funches, who lasted for about three weeks before he got cut, and then finally, uh, finally. Sorry. Uh, it was Craig with the uh, Drew Brees and uh, Tevin Coleman trade, right? Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Um, Craig got Tevin Coleman, then cut him so that John could win fifth place. Yeah. And um, the winner of that one was Pete, if only because the the Brown that he traded for got uh, scored donuts like in four successive weeks after immediately after the trade, by which time he was completely off Pete's roster. Yep. Yeah, so basically just not a huge banner trade, but both confusing in name and completely valueless for Pete. So, yeah, yeah. Pete, uh, you got worst trade of the season. But uh, you got good block points. Yes, that's that's true. Now, uh, speaking of trades, we have one more trade award, the most frustrating trade. What is What does that mean in terms of frustrating trades? I think if we ha- had our time again... Um, these two managers wouldn't go and do this trade again, even though it didn't necessarily work out poorly for both of them. Yeah. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, Glenn and myself, who traded the biggest trade of the season. And Glenn gave up Todd Gurley and Matt Stafford and I think it was Wendell Smallwood and got back Carson Wentz, who was like demonstrably better and has a demonstrably better uh passing attack than the Lions at the time who had no wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Robinson and Ezekiel Elliott. And the reason this gets marked trade. is because blockbuster trade, except that Todd Gurley literally went in the tank and then uh, and Ezekiel Elliott did the opposite of going in the tank and ends up, has, is going to end up winning the rushing title. Yeah. And then also... This all helped Glenn, except for the fact that the uh, he traded me Matt Stafford, who only got five points the following week. Yeah, and consistently um, like dropped off a cliff, basically, in terms of yes. performance the rest of the season. But Carson Wentz um, went, and the week after, the only week he needed him, got zero points and lost the game <laughs> by less than five points. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the most frustrating trade. And with that, Glenn may have actually ended up finishing in the in the top bracket. Yeah, uh, so misery all around as a result of that trade. Wow. Yep. Uh, yeah, so the joint winners are uh, Matt and Glenn for most frustrating slash miserable trade on that one. Yep. Uh, all right, so uh, uh, let's let's get rid of misery. Let's talk about something fun. Uh, it's the award for the best team name. Yeah, so the the two categories, um, two people I I chose for this one were uh, Colin with Gronkosaurus Rex, uh huh, always, fun. um, and, and Tom with the Sons of Cutler because, as everybody knows, I am particularly partial to anything related to Jay Cutler. Yes, and it's yeah, just a just a good good name rolls off the tongue, you know. Absolutely, and um, and I literally don't get Derek's team name. <laughs> the um, emojis and all that. Oh, it was ever yeah, changed. I don't. I, I don't get John's team name. 
and I don't particularly want it explained to me. I have a feeling you that don't I really want don't it explained want to, to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, I know that. B, BJ's is a the team name is a tautology. Uh huh. Um, this is this just continues, you know, continues to confuse me. So the winner is uh, the winner is Colin for Gronkosaurus Rex. You're combining two lovable things, Gronk and T Rex. How can you not totally win on that one? The problem now, I think about this a little more though. If Gronk was a T Rex, he couldn't drink beer. That's or I mean, he would have to have one of those like beer feeding party hats. Oh, I I obviously hadn't thought this through. <laughs> Couldn't do it himself with his tiny arms, but uh, yeah, he'd, he'd need somebody else to put the helmet beer the beer helmet on his head. Yeah, but you know what they say: life finds a way. I'm sure Gronk would figure <laughs> it out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, cool. Now we're back to uh, let's talk about some waivers. Talk about uh, some really good pickups throughout the season. Uh, first award is for best long term waiver pickup. Uh, the best long-term waiver pickup. Uh, there are a number. A no, this is actually probably the most hotly contested uh, category. Yeah, yeah. We have, which is great. Um, we had good managers picking up good people. You know. Yeah, and we had bad managers picking up good people too, like myself. <laughs> um, I am the first nominee with Patrick Mahomes, who who, uh, who uh, I paid twenty dollars for him after after week one. Um, it, yeah, because that's when you would have had to pick him up. Yeah, after yep. I dropped him. Yes. Yep. Um, BJ paid ten dollars for Philip Lindsay. Awesome. Uh, Derek paid nine dollars for James White, who was the twelfth best running back in the league. Um, yeah. Colin paid thirteen dollars for Chris Carson after all the injuries, um, and but before all the uh, the hundred yard rushing performances. Mm-hmm. And Drew picked up. Nick Chubb as a free agent literally seconds before everybody else tried to. Yeah. And then Nick Chubb went off and had the season that he had. Uh, yep. Wow. Um, so for the winner on this one, we are actually awarding a tie. Uh, so both Matt, you get this one for Mahomes, epic uh, week one grab, and then also Drew for the Nick Chubb ad. Um, yeah, and the Mahomes one had to talk about because, of course, you know, Patrick Mahomes is having a historic season, uh, but also just the amazing steal of picking up Nick Chubb for free um, and the timing definitely elevated that up to uh, an award winner. So good job, Drew. Good job, Matt. Uh, our next award is the best short-term waiver pickup. So this is like, a, you know, something where it's not necessarily a player who excelled throughout the entire season but was good in a short burst. Basically, I set the le- the record here at about sort of six to seven weeks. Okay. As in, like, if the player was on your rest- roster for more than seven weeks, it was a long term pickup. Yeah. And so the the best the, the nominees are Chris for picking up Aaron Jones as a free agent. Boom. Um, Chris for picking up Damian Williams for the last two weeks as a free agent. Hmm. Um, Drew for picking up Derek Henry after his massive game, but before his three other massive games. <laughs> For $26. Yep. And then Colin won the third place game with using uh, Jamal Williams for $15. Yeah. All very, very good ones. Uh, I actually forget who we said was the winner on this one. We said that you were. Oh, okay. Aaron Jones. Hey, that one, I, that was almost a not even a short term. 
you know, if, if he didn't have that injury. Um, yeah. Yeah. Seven, yeah. seven weeks and 110 points. Yeah. He did real, real good for me. I, I will yeah. take that award very happily. Thank you. Uh, and now we have the worst waving performance. So uh, that's somebody who dropped a player they shouldn't have dropped. And I have a feeling about this one. There are three. Uh, there are three nominees here. The first is, which is, uh, is Derek for dropping Derek Henry two weeks before his the first of his four massive games. Uh huh. Second one is Chris with um, dropping Patrick Mahomes, and then going into the season with Andy Dalton, and then spending sixteen dollars on Blake Bortles the following week. Yeah, didn't didn't go great. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I think we, as the rest of the league, just want to thank you for dropping Mahomes because your your team would have been an absolute like sixteen, like fourteen and nil juggernaut had you had you made, made, kept him. Yeah, got to keep it. Uh, and then finally was BJ who picked up Nick Chubb after he had a um, a massive, you know, after he sort of announced himself, and then finally uh, waived him two weeks again before Carlos Hyde got traded. Yeah. Just bad timing on that one. Yeah, Oof. and the more I think about this, I know we. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to um, switch what we discussed earlier. Oh, yeah. No, it's fine, Chris. And I'm going to award this one unilaterally to uh, to BJ. Hey, because you ended up winning the title, and you ended up with a fantastic, like with the if not the best, and the second best quarterback, you know, fantasy quarterback. I feel like at the moment this is just, you know, yeah. Yeah, it worked out okay for you, so we can't really, you know, <laughs> yeah, can't really know you too hard. Yeah, whereas BJ uh, lost in the playoffs, but still won third place, but still uh, by dropping Nick Chubb, that definitely was a, a big hit. So, and uh, Derek definitely that was a big hit with Derek Henry. So, yeah, mm. makes sense. Yep. Um. All right. Uh, now we just have some other sort of sundry awards uh, for uh, a special achievement in gifts. Uh, our nominees are Beej with that crazy dog mask human to dog to human gif that still haunts my dreams. And uh, the other nominee, what was that one? I, you described it better than I did, Matt. The, um, this, the honorable mention and neither of us are, you know, willing to go back and find out who posted it but whoever posted the 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 gif of the dude flexing and then the the woman behind him flexing him and just completely and him going into a shame spiral as a result yes um so whoever posted that you know who you are congratulations that was an honorable mention but yeah. bj i think yeah i think you've you've out gifed us all yes indeed so uh <laughs> good Good weird job on that one, dude. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to know what search term you entered. <laughs> yeah, I bet there's some weird ones. Uh, mm. Next award for most improved manager. Uh, so this is more about year-over-year performance, I guess. Um, and our nominees were Derek, who was last place last year and then was championship bracket this year. And also... Uh, yeah. Beach, who has a last place in the last two years and made a strong run at the title this year. Yep, and the uh, the winner is is Derek. Yeah, good job, man. You complain a yeah. lot, but uh, you actually did pretty well. 
Yep. Some shrewd management as well, like picking up uh, James White and maintaining, you know, and, and spending $22 twice on the Kansas City defense. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so where we are, it, it, it's nice to know that we can we can rely on the old Derek from time to time, even even in times of you know of uh, of, of discomfort. Yes, yeah. that's great. Um, mm. And yeah, let's see another another award, or I guess our last award is the best uh, video performance by any manager, and so that's punishment videos or any other videos. Uh, and really, when I think about this year. I think we only have one nominee, and that's our, our special achievement winner, and that's Tom for his crazy Century Club of beer performance where he had 100 ounces of beer in 100 minutes, and he uh, remarkably had his girlfriend uh, tape the entire thing. like She was filming the entire thing, uh, and then he edited it together. And so that was not that we need to endorse any sort of consumption like that ever again but at the same time just the effort and the uh the project of it was more impressive than anything we've seen this year congratulations tom you've been in the league two years and you've won this award twice in a row (laughs) what did he do last year uh he didn't he drink breast milk oh god i guess he did Yeah. yeah okay well we all have our strengths Tom. Well, I, th- I think we were. I think we've just come up with a uh, with an award title. This uh, this award is the Tom from now on, <laughs> or the Peterman. I like it. The Peterman actually works well because it fits in with Nathan Peterman for you know, for you know, who, oh, who is God. now best known as an abject failure. Yes. This this you know you you get this award for being an abject abject failure at uh, fantasy football one week at a time, and then Tom just blows it up. Oh man, I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that's our awards for 2018. Uh, if you have other thoughts, if you disagree, uh, if you, uh, I don't know, want to emphatically agree with our choices or uh, something, uh, feel free to write in. We'll, we'll start a little thread or, or something like that. And, uh, you know, other, other awards and memories from the season are most welcome. Wonderful. All right, Chris, just want to th- say thank you on behalf of all of us for running this podcast. Oh, yeah. I feel really super big and important that my fantasy football league has a podcast. <laughs> so um, I, I love listening to you. So thank you very much for, from me for uh, for running the show, mate. Hey, you're welcome. It's a lot of fun to put together. So, um, yeah, and thanks for uh, for running the league again. It's a fun year. Uh, I'm looking forward to 2020, 2019 and a yeah. better season then. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool, man. All right. Later. Have a good one. Once again, thanks to Matt. Thanks, everybody, for a really strong season. Looking forward to the offseason, staying in touch and and kicking it. And overall, uh, just have fun out there. Stay safe. Have a great 2019. Love you. Bye. What? D-R-A-M-A. Drama. Drama. (laughs) Right there. Yep, for